0: I was in medical school when 9-11 happened, and when that was followed by the U.S. Armed Forces invasion of Afghanistan, and then Iraq. Before that, I read from the Caxton Encyclopedia at home about the Afghans, who'd never been conquered by any invading military power since they became a people. Interestingly, the story of Afghanistan is such that, most often than not, when a foreign power rises against them, an equal and opposing power aids them in the fight against their invaders, in recent times it was the playground for world powers to test their might before, during and after the Cold War. A movement had started to take shape while in school back then amongst the Muslim faithfuls, this just a few years before Nigeria became plagued by the fruits of Islamic fundamentalism. Most Muslims who had a localized version of their Islamic names began to correct us, as to the appropriate pronunciation of their names, trousers were now at ankle length, and full beards desirous. Mid-eastern-looking clerics were coming to preach in mosques, and pictures of foreign clerics were adorning rooms in the hostel, and I dare say, some were of Osama bin Laden, even before 9-11 made him popular worldwide, Nigerians, especially Muslim students, wards of the elite were going to study in universities in Sudan, at the time OBL was domiciled there. Some of our female classmates who hadn't been wearing hijab, especially in our pre-med year, started wearing one, some even moved to wearing burqas. Smiles gave way to seriousness that verged on sadness brought on by deep introspection for many we knew back in those days. Then there were the tapes, initially of Nigerian imams in the local languages, then of them in the Arabic, and much later of Medeased preachers in the Arabic. I've gone this far to mention these, so that it won't shock you when I go on to add that when we assembled to watch news in the TV room, before cable TV was wired up to everyone's room back in the day, and the Afghan, as well as Iraq invasion came on, I found that there was anger towards the US government for the invasions, by Muslims, in fact some of them actually thought America will lose the war, in spite of their superiority militarily. They have been proved right eventually though, as the many battles the Americans won back in the day, didn't amount to a victory in the end, in Afghanistan, and to some extent in Iraq, which now looks tied to Iran's, one of America's arch-foes, apron strings. The Taliban was the government in power when the Americans invaded Afghanistan, and toppled them in the so-called war against terror, following the 9-11 attacks on the twin towers of the World Trade Center in New York, twenty years ago. In the intervening years, they relentlessly remained relevant militarily, and like a fishbone in the throats of the invading coalition of NATO, and non-NATO forces. Other groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS that were linked with them, and most times operating independently, failed to have the staying power that the Taliban mustered. Being locales and aborigines, they understood better the lay of the land, and took advantage of topography and other natural physical and abstract part of the environment they sought to reclaim, to overwhelm their enemies. While at this, they kept their presence outside of their country, retaining and maintaining a parallel government and voice, using a well-oiled media machine to further their aims diplomatically. Something other insurgent groups, to the best of my knowledge, might have tried, but failed at. They didn't seem to be in a hurry, rather biding their time, they waited until a loophole was created, with a war-weary American public, and a president in Donald Trump, whose America First agenda, meant that interest in international affairs was going to take a back seat in that regime. Hence. Not only was Afghanistan and its issues relegated, the US withdrew from agencies such as the World Health Organization, WHO, over controversy arising from the origin of COVID-19, NATO allies reminded that they have to put their money where their mouth is, just to name a few. The persistence and perseverance of the Taliban will be stuff, the kind of which motivational speakers will make TED Talks or the likes about, for years to come, if they wouldn't be blinded by religious and ideological differences to ignore. Funny how America's right wing media is rushing to put the blame of the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan, and the resultant collapse of the Afghan government and its institutions on President Joe Biden, as if the withdrawal wasn't initiated by their beloved President Trump. Biden, in what will be one of his failings, however, failed to smell the coffee, except it was deliberate when he claimed, a month ago, that the Afghan government had what it takes to halt the advance of Taliban fighters. On the basis of not just the superior firepower of the former's weaponry, but also in the sheer size of their land and air forces. What he appeared not to have reckoned with was the fact that there might be Taliban sympathizers amongst the forces, who eventually surrendered their positions without as much as a single shot to the advancing insurgents. Events of the past few days suggest that, this was well planned, orchestrated and executed. It must be that while the Americans were negotiating with the Taliban months ago, through back channels and officially, the Taliban knew that a day and time like this would come, and while they left everyone deceived, In towing the path of diplomacy, they kept their gaze steady on the big prize, which they intended to achieve, outside of the terms and conditions of agreements with the Americans or with the government in Kabul. Greater than all warfare is based on deception. Greater than Dash Sun Tzu. Only time will tell if the Taliban are not being played by the world powers, because it is easier to think that the Americans were caught unawares, Hence the humiliating last minute efforts by the latter and her allies to repatriate their citizens back to their home countries and scenes reminiscent of the American troops' last days in Saigon. As was with Vietnam as the Americans withdrew, so is now with an even greater number of Afghans attempting to flee there. Greater than view this post on Instagram. Greater than. 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 Greater than greater than a post shared by Mikhail Madukovitch, at Madukovitch country, to escape life under the Islamists, to the extent that some of them attempted to cling on to wings and other extremal parts of the last sets of aircrafts, military and civilian, leaving the airport, with disastrous consequences as reported with footages in the news, where Afghan stowaways were seen falling off aircrafts to their deaths as planes, careered into the sky. History has taught me never to look at things at face value only, and I doubt that what is playing out now is spur of the moment, as we may just discover much later that the relationship between the new Islamic emirate of Afghanistan and the Americans will be akin to that the latter has with Saudi Arabia, and that even though the events of the past few days was not as per official agreement, it could have been as per the unofficial. The education minister appeared to be wailing from a position of the knowledge about these things when she amidst tears opine that her government and the Americans betrayed the people of Afghanistan. The United Nations, as usual in its toothless bulldog nature has counseled the Taliban-led government to respect human, especially women's rights, as they retake power after a two-decade hiatus, where rights as we know it in our civilization wasn't part of any consideration of theirs while they held sway. Even foreign female correspondents with major news outlets, who hitherto reported the news with their hair uncovered, have immediately adorned more Sharia compliant dressing in the wake of the triumphant entry of the Taliban into Kabul, in what can be described as a shadow of things to come, following the fleeing of the erstwhile President Ashraf Ghani from the capital into exile. If what we know about other Islamic countries, including some of them that chair human rights councils under the UN, are anything to go by, we can as well conclude that things are more likely to return to the pre-invasion Afghanistan days. Interestingly, except for Kabul and a few other cities, nothing really changed in the way most Afghans led their lives in their interior and countryside, only that this time, the cloak of pretense in trying to be more civilized or to be classed among progressive comedy of nations, simply because the cities and major towns have a semblance of Western civilization, has been removed. Now, the Muslims who think themselves pious, and became unhappy with the former romance between their political leaders and the West, which they considered anathema, can now heave a sigh of relief, as their prayers have now been answered seemingly, until maybe they get reminded that they should have been careful what they wished for, in the future as for the others, who are opposed to the implementation of a stricter form of Sharia. Well, back home in Nigeria, there's been several calls by well-meaning citizens to have foreign, preferably Western powers to get directly involved in the war against Islamists in the Northeast, and copycat groups in other parts of the North, so much so that it was once in the news that the government appealed to the US for the relocation of afri headquarters to West Africa, if not Nigeria from Stuttgart in Germany. With hindsight, no one would like for the kind of things that heralded America's intervention in other countries to repeat itself in theirs, for in all these America's interests will be American, not that of the host country, regardless of the reason for which intervention was sought and received in the first place. Afghanistan's case in point, should give anyone goading American military, political or other form of intervention in the peace, war, or politics, peace and war by other means, of their nations to have a rethink, in this case, once America gets tired, her forces will be withdrawn whether or not, the aims and objectives of the intervention has been achieved. Kovac